Yo, 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 It's another good. episode of Two Tones. It's your man, Tony Timberlake3. That's my Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. My co-host is here. What's happening, King? What's good, King? What's up, everybody? Um, it's Tony Lee, T-O-N-Y-L-E-E underscore. Catch me at that name on all sites. And um, let's get it started, man. They were waiting for this episode. Let's give it to him, bro. Also, follow our uh, our show's account, the number two, the word two, Tones. Number two, T-W-O-T-O-N-E-S. Go follow us real quick on uh, yeah, do that, Twitter. Because we lacking on followers. Do that. Please do yeah, that. We need, Please. Help us get our followers up. <laughs> we, we're, not exactly, trying to make, we're not trying to mace the situation and pay for some followers, you know. Definitely here nor there. So, yeah, man. All right. So, fam, let's, let's, let's get back to this. Let's pick up the conversation where we last left it. Drake and Meek Mill. Mm. Alright. Let me say this. It's over. Um, well, technically it's officially over because Meek just backpedaled on uh, social media. Um, but I'll just say this. It's over since back-to-back drop. Like, Meek's responses were whack. And let me just say this. His beats were very dope. Like, the beat selection was insane. Like, those beats were amazing. That's about it. Um, Drake killed them since back-to-back. And the reason why I say it's over technically because Meek just today, I believe, on social media, recanted a statement. He's saying, you know, oh, let me focus on this money. I should have never started this. I'm way more, you know, smarter than that. Don't let, don't get caught out here. I don't want to end up in no violence. But I'm like, hold on. You was just on some thugger thugger track. What's good? And now you backpedaling? You was you know, just so- talking about he got pissed on in a movie theater. Now you, oh, I shouldn't have started this beef. Yeah, like, so that's what, that's my grip, and I don't know, I would say he's smart for backpedaling, I would say he's smart, um, but still as a rapper, and this is beef, what rapper has, have you known so quick, even if they've done it, backpedaled so quick, and fell back, because Meeks, his sound actually dropped too. I ain't seen backpedal and fall back. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, like, his sales are dropping, I think his sales dropped 51% on his recent <laughs> album, like, period. And he's probably looking at his sales and looking at his career like, hmm, yeah, this Drake effect is, like, ruining me. So let me apologize to the kid, keep my mouth closed, and continue with my life. And that goes to show you, man, don't mess with the kid Drizzy. Like, because Drake doesn't just hurt you rap-wise and beef record wise He has companies and corporations, and he has a lot of power in his rap game. He'll man. have Whataburger tweeting you talking about serve the beef up right. We got high-quality <laughs> beef. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like, He'll this, have this the, is the thing. Uh, Freaking govern the mayor of Toronto saying you not welcome here, bruh, <laughs> bruh. Don't and this goes out to all you rappers, all you new rappers. Now, all you rappers out there, specifically new rappers, don't come from Jersey. Do not come from Jersey unless your last name is Duckworth. If your last name is not Duckworth, don't come from Jersey. <laughs> like it's pretty much ended before it started. Meek learned that he was the example, and um, it's sad to happen. Sad it happened, but life goes on. Drake Ben one, Meek recanted the statement. Another day goes on. And let me just say this. I'd rather listen to Meek. I'm sorry, I'd rather listen to Drake with a ghostwriter rather than Meek without a ghostwriter. Like, <laughs> it's just what it is. And even though Drake, Quentin Miller technically is not a ghostwriter because he's credited, but mm-hmm. listen, ghostwriter or not, give me Drake over Meek any day. Shout out to Meek, but listen, I'm sorry, it's over, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'll say this. Um, I, I'm very interested. I would like to hear what three strikes sounds like which is apparently the name of the record that drake has on stash for me three pete or three strikes is it three pete or three strikes whatever i it was a three it was... with it it was the third version the third yeah it was the track three. whatever <laughs> whatever the name was i'm interested to hear what was on it 
because mm-hmm. if I'm wondering if Meek knows what's on it and that's why the back pedal happens. I don't know. Um, that could be. That's definitely something to ponder about. But listen, I will like, say this: Drake should have got that Undertaker beat before Meek. Yeah, because if you're gonna kill a career, you bro. can use the if only. You can only use the Undertaker's beat if you're gonna make a career rest in peace. You feel me? Yeah, man. And, <laughs> and Meek, if you're reading this, it's too late. Like it's over. Yeah. Pun intended. Like it's over. Calm down. Go with Nikki. Keep riding her wave. Cause keep riding Nikki's wave and just be quiet, man. Drake is that is, he's the kid. Like if your last name ain't Duckworth, if you get it, you get it. Like don't come for him. So that was that. Um, it was very entertaining. I felt kind of wrong at one point though. I'm like, dang, this is getting kind of crazy for me. And the whole world was against that nigga. Like the Cherubim, the Seraphim, uh, Whataburger, White Castle. Like everybody was against him. I'm like, yo, y'all really want to pray for him? Like join me and pray for this cat. Like, <laughs> yeah, Will Smith laugh like Will Smith bro. and Kanye laughing at memes about you. Like the Eagles are playing back to back at their practices. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles people, it's it can't get no, no more uh, disrespectful than this. No, no don't be the it's, next contestant. It's gonna kind of suck if he goes to a Sixers game and they play back to back. Like if they win back to back games. Listen, my thing. I'm gonna end it with this. Don't be the next contestant on that over your fest stage screen. Like. <laughs> That's like, the new summer don't. jam screen. Drake had half of Canada rapping along with him. Like, it's, I'm sorry, Meek. Like, it's go back to your, yeah, you know I mean, go back to what you're doing. Get a little trap music, do you, and just leave and that alone. Have, he had Philly rapping with him too. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Ar and him. That's crazy. You know, I hope that kind of settled down. And that was getting a little serious. I was, yeah. I was on the side. My prayer beads, like, bruh. But um, <laughs> but nah, it's it, it it's over. Like, I'm tired of talking yeah, about it. You had your prayer shawl on too, huh? Word is born while I was tweeting, but um, <laughs> it, it yeah it happened. It's Meek became the example, and you other rappers just fall back, man. So that happened. That was that. I'm tired of talking about it. I don't yeah. think Meek career is completely over, but I think it kind of you know it's, took a it's little a, took a little shot. It's a hiccup in the road. It it definitely is. But um, he'll let's back move to his on to something soon. more low key. Ah, actually, let's move let's on to going. something super low key. Super right. Low Key is the new single from Jay Givens for his upcoming mm-hmm. project, his first project on Humble Beast. Um, what do you think about this record, Kane? What do we think? It's a record and a video. Came out same time. What do yeah. you think about it? Yeah, it's really dope. Um, let me say this: the video, the visuals are very, very dope. Like if you had, a ch- if you have a chance, go Google Super Low Key by Jay Givens. Like I'm not going to tell you how it goes, but you would, you wouldn't think whatever happens in the video, you wouldn't expect it. I'll just say that, and it's very dope. Um, I love the uh, song. The beat, it's kind of like a bit bare. You know, it's not too much on the beat, but it plays a perfect backdrop for his mm-hmm. rapping style, you know, and what he's rapping about. Um, he's lyrically dope on it, of course. Um, he has a couple of lines, and he is very dope. And I'm loving the rollout for this album. Um, Ignorantro was dope. This is dope. The Mars single, I didn't feel as much, I'm not going to lie, but I'm loving the rollout, and I'm sure everything will work well together. Everything will mesh well together when this album drops. And yeah. I'm going... I'm so confident because LVMV was so dope and these rollouts are so dope. So it was True. dope. Um, Jay Gibbons, his visual is amazing. So what you got to think about it, man? Yeah, man. I, um, I was feeling the record. I still want to listen to it some more. Um, cause with most Jay Gibbons records, if not all, there are lines that I catch, you know, weeks later, like, hold up. He said, what? Like, Word, like weeks later, like, <laughs> I'll be rapping like he, it and don't realize what I'm rapping and be like, oh, wait up. 
he said. Oh yeah. snap! He's I actually my. You know, he need he need to be on the uh, URL stage talking about slow it down. I just man. it's like nah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of his records we slow down, and spiritually it dissed me because I was in that position. I'm like, dang, that hurt. You know what I mean? So. Check it out. That was a dope uh, single um, visual. Get a chance to check that out on YouTube. Um, the album's coming. I don't know when exactly. Um, I don't think they it's gave a gotta be soon. Yet. It's gotta be soon. Yeah, he might. They put out three singles might, already. He might drop on the same date as Andy. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Um, he uh, might not. Um, yeah, I don't think he will. I wouldn't be surprised if he was out before the end of August. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Jay Gibbons, he dropped a, you know, dope single and. Dope visual to go with it, so and that's expected. Shout out to Humble Beast, man. Definitely. I mean, y'all let my boy Eshan go, but I ain't gonna talk about that. Did what you had to do for ministry, I guess. Uh, you know what I mean? Y'all let Lee Green go. It's all love, though. You know what I mean? I gotta wait. <laughs> I'm over here waiting on the side. They still you got know. Jackie. They still got. Of course, Givens, Flawless Flow, the best female MC in the game, and I'm talking about the game period. Jackie Hill. Mm. I'm talking the game period. Like, so. Mm. So yeah, man. Okay. What you looking for? Nah, that's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm I ain't talking just yeah, yeah. I mean, give me however, Nikki. Rhapsody's dope, but come on, like, and CHH, Buddy P's actually dope too. She actually dropped the EP not too long ago. Buddy P's True. dope. Um, but Jackie, Jackie yeah. just on another on another level Jackie, with it. Yeah, man, that um album is Art of Joy is yeah. Jackie coming on the drop. tracks with the fellas and. We don't remember some of the fellas versus. Yeah, she watches some of the dudes. And that started like, from Organized funky. Noise on Beautiful Eulogies Project <laughs> on Same Team, the remix. It started with our folk brethren. And then after that, she just took off. And, and she came from a spoken word background, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Jackie is. Keep, keep your eye on her, man. So, Humble Beast still but doing If you thing. haven't um, checked out Jackie Hill, check out her project. It's called The Art of Joy, also on Humble right. Beast Records. Real dope project, yeah. real dope project. Um, yeah, so man. yeah, it's everybody's favorite time. Oh, let's get Take it. Take it man. away, my brother. Yeah, um, tone it down this week goes to the New York Jets. Hmm. Uh, if you don't know, if you haven't been reading the news and you've been under the rock lately, Geno Smith is out <laughs> six to eight weeks due to an injury. <laughs> And let me say this. No, it's not because he tore his rotated cuff or throwing the ball at practice. No, it's not because he pulled the hamstring or running on the field. Heck, no, it's not even because he injured his wrist by the little beast cooking dance. Nope, none of the above. Geno Smith is out six to eight weeks due to a broken jaw from getting punched in his face by his teammate. I can stop right there. Tone it down definitely doesn't have to go further. Like... <laughs> I can really stop right there, but I'm going to like delve a bit deeper into this. The New York Jets are my favorite football team. I stand by them with Vic and Finn, as well as I do with the Pacers and the Yankees. But really, Gino, really. And this is the season that everybody was expect- expecting us to be better. This is the season, his make-or-break season. We got some weapons. Our defense is on point as usual. And I'm like, all right, it's going to happen. That all I know and don't get me wrong, fights happen all the time at practice facilities. But this time they crossed the line. It, would have been, it went a little bit too deep. And the dude that punched him in the face was 260 from Africa. And he was, listen. And, oh, I'm, and side note, side note, I'm not going to name the dude because I don't want my jaw broken either. So, dude, if you listen, I'm not going to name you. 
He's just referred to as the linebacker. <laughs> the linebacker, <laughs> the linebacker broke Gino's you say jaw. Linebacker three times, be he'll pop up in your no, window. No, no. He'll pop up in my room. Yeah, I don't want that. You know, so because if you all don't know, the Jets and Giants play in New Jersey, and I'm in Jersey. I mean, they're called New York, but they actually play in Jersey. They always played in Jersey, Fair. and also the Statue of Liberty and everything else is in Jersey, also. But that's neither here nor there. Back to tone it down. Um, so yeah, Geno Smith, we was counting on you, man. The Jets, we were counting you all. Once again, we're the laughing stock of the NFL. And just the season, I was confident we're going to get this together. You got your jaw broken. You had no business in a guy's face. He had no business in your face. You both were wrong. Once again, he's he's going unnamed to respect to him. <laughs> but it's it, it baffles me, man. And it hurts. And not only that, but your hobbies include throwing interceptions and receiving fades. How does that work? <laughs> like, Gino, Really? So I'm asking you all to join me in prayer for my New York Jets. I'm going to turn my plate down. I'm asking you to help me turn your plate down also. So tone it down, cool City, New York Jets, and Geno Smith. Please tone it down or turn it off. And Geno, if you're hearing this, it's too late. Like your jaw's broken. Do better, man. And he got a nerve to get back on Instagram and say, I'll be back. You ain't the Terminator. You don't terminate on the field. Like, stop it. Like, it's just so immature, man. So that tone it down came from a personal place. Um, So, yeah, man. <laughs> that hurt that hurt me, G. I'm like, yo, really? Really, Gino? Like, Sam, if y'all play in New England late in the season when Gino's back, it might not even they might not even wait. The first time y'all play in New England, if y'all play in New England before he gets back, or Miami, or Buffalo, I can just imagine those fans in those opposing stadiums chanting J A W S Jaws, Jaws, Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this is embarrassing. I love my Jets. I'm going to stick by them no matter what. You know, I still question myself daily as to why I stick by them. But still, like, come on, Gino. Really, Jets? This is our make or break season, especially for him. Like, he had the weapons. We got Brandon Marshall. Sam, couple, I think it's bro. I think it's time we kind of start investigating um, this certain uh, sporting agency that uh, yeah. has some... Uh, some ties and everybody who seems to sign there it goes a little left after they sign KD yeah, signs look with at, Rock Nation his foot gets hurt man, Victor Cruz I mean, signed we, with Rock Nation I believe right Victor Cruz is Rock Nation right yeah 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 Him, uh, his knee up. the baseball player Geno yeah. Smith jaw broken Robinson Cano uh, out in Seattle looking kind of average I don't know man the Rock Nation curse we got to ask Lil B to reverse that. Lil B or Jesus. Either one. They'll do it for you. Because I don't know what's going on. Either one is, you know, acceptable. Um, but, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Um, but I was going to give BET Uncut uh, tone it down. But I, and you cut to my knowledge, that was actually a joke. But you so, got punked. Put yeah, it was punk. They're bringing <laughs> punk back to BET. I thought they were bringing BET Uncut back. I had to tone it down ready for y'all. But, you know, because we, we don't need that back, you know. It do nothing but harm us, man. Took myself to the third heaven so many times, BT and cut, and it hurt me as a little boy. So we don't need shows like that, you know, contaminating our youth. So that's the tone it down, people. Um, you know, it was a little bit emotional for me. My Jets, man. I don't know, man. I don't do tone. They been worse than your Sixers, man. I don't know. Hey, nah, they ain't worse than your Pacers, though. But your Sixers are the laughing stock, period. Like for the last three Bro, years. Well, we so. ain't trying. Yeah, not what? We not trying to win. Well, that's even worse. I mean, give me somebody at least trying. Like, uh, bro, y'all, y'all, the dude you signed threw the jersey down after taking a picture with it. Was that indeed? <laughs> was that T- Towns or Winslow? Who was who that? That was uh, 
that was the new draft pick. That was um. Dang, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. his name right quick. That was Chalo Okafor. Okafor, yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw the jersey down. At the, nah, like, nobody dog. Wants to be he balling though. He was balling in summer league. Nah, Philly catching his L. Meet uh, the Sixers. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's real out here, man. So, so yeah, that was that to tone it down. Um, let's move to the next topic, man. Let's really yeah, move to what we came here for. Yeah, let's let's get into this music. Let's get into these albums. Um, yeah, man. So, you no know, albums are released on Fridays now, and um, we had two albums that really uh, were of some interest to us. Yeah, uh, man. one. The first one is Camden by Tony Tillman from RMG. Um, mm-hmm. RMG is the home of Derek Minor, Cannon, Chad Jones, uh, B. Cooper, Derage. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. So, what did you think about Camden, bro? Dude, um, for, let me just say this is just dropped Friday, so like it's kind of you know a bit too soon, but we're not giving a full assessment. We're just giving a, uh, initial thoughts, right? Yeah, it's so, just a reaction. A little yeah, bit just of a reaction. reaction. Um. I think Camden is dope. I really do. Um, I'll say this. Tony Tillman is actually my favorite from RMG. Um, and he wasn't originally. I mean, he just came from listening to his features and different songs. Like, this dude is really dope. Um, Camden is very introspective. Like, it's very introspective um, as a whole. Um, the production is cool. Um, I like a couple of tracks up here. Like, it's a couple of standout tracks, such as Ghost, um, Adams Avenue, Role Models, Praying for You. And um, Tony Tillman definitely hit it with this one, man. Even coming from the intro, like he started yeah. off with a line like, uh, I, "I was wasn't I wasn't raised on Kairu, I was Kairu, raised on neighborhood, neighborhood Crip, yeah." Like he was coming out the gate with this, right? And he's coming yeah, from a man. very, like I said, introspective place from his childhood even to his adulthood. And this is a very dope album. Um, and it actually caught me by surprise. Like he's my favorite artist from RMG, but I'm not going to say that I avidly listen to a lot of his music. So this definitely as a whole, as an album, like it really like, yo, this is really dope. And I sat with this, man. So it's very introspective. It challenges me a bit. Um, it tackles, you know, identity issues. Um, like I said, it tackles uh, fatherlessness. It tackles uh, trans- transparency, everything else, you know. And I like this album, man. So what are some of your initial thoughts? Yo, um, like, like you, I wasn't really checking for um, this project, but you know, it came across my timeline. I saw a few people. Shout out to Kellis. Uh, I saw I saw a couple people tweeting that the project was dope. So I was like, all right, well, let me check this out. Um, and yeah, man, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed by this body of work. Um, side note, um, if you were thinking that he is referencing Camden, New Jersey, you are wrong. He is referencing right. Camden, Arkansas. Yeah, he, I surely was about to rep if he was from Jersey, and I ain't know it. Yeah, that was from Jersey. That I mean, you're already sick of us talking about Jersey. But listen, if he was from Jersey this time, you might as well call this two tones, two tones in Jersey, like two Jersey tones. But definitely, man, he it's Arkansas, and it's just as real though. It's just as real, man. And definitely. Like, um, what I really liked about this project, like you, you noted the introspection, but I, I, I really liked the analyzation of right, right his surroundings, how it affected him, how it affected his decision-making. Um, and the prime example of that is Role Models. Or Role Models. Man, one of the best records. Role yeah. Model. Is, now, Role Model yeah. sounds like it is ready to be a part of Good Kid, Mad City. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Sound like Kendrick hop crazy. on, throw a verse on, and it fits right in. Um, but I really loved that 
you know, he pointed out the people that he looked up to along with their flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pointed out, I looked up to this dude, but he had a temper. I looked up to this dude. Right. And, you know, he w- he was down to get it in for whatever, but he got caught up. So it really paints a picture for you um, of a young man growing up in a bad situation with, you know, the people that are closest to him aren't the best of role models, but that's all you have. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. And I definitely agree with that. You know, like I said, it tackles the issue that goes on to this day, right? He didn't have the best people to look up to, but he was just desperate for someone to be his role model and someone to model after. And unfortunately, it was yeah. people, you know, that didn't give a lot of positivity out. But listen, they were actually willing to help him, right? They were willing to give him some type of uh, direction, but it wasn't the right direction he needed. And I think throughout the song, he pictures and he talks about, yo, these are dudes I looked up to. This dude yeah. sold drugs. This dude killed this dude. But listen, I was desperate for somebody to help me. That's all I had. And it was there, right? And I, and I think he talks about towards the end how he uh, turned out to be different than those he looked up to and how God brought him through and how he's seen himself. But it's definitely a dope song, man. It's very relatable. You know, like I said, it tackles the issue we all deal with, you know, especially with identity issues. Um, I think it it mirrors that also. It talks about identity issues. I want to be like this guy and this guy and this guy. And tying in with the album, he talks about also ultimately how, how his identity is found in Christ and how he made it out, which is no pun intended, but you know, it's like that also. Like he talks about role models and he talks about, uh, without you, yada, yada. And it shows it ultimately turns to listen around and, 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 uh, causes us to realize that he found true identity in Christ, you know, rather than following these men, you know, which was later on revealed, but it was very dope, man. I love this song. This is one of the best songs up there. Top three. Um, I also really enjoyed his storytelling abilities. Uh, Man. I wasn't familiar with this. And I guess this isn't really something you would really do on a feature. But on your own album, right. you can paint all the pictures you want. And yeah, there are two he... tracks. Um, the first of which I want to get into is Adam's Avenue. Um, Crazy. T.I. You mean you know, T.I. versus Tick? No. <laughs> <laughs> no it, but... it, it paints a picture of you know him as a, a young man probably in his mid to late teens I think probably his mid teens because he's in the record he said yeah I'm 15 um, mm-hmm. but you know his mother's like go go to the grocery store go get something to eat so y'all so you and your brother have something to eat while I'm at work and she's like and you bet not go down Adams Avenue right and he's like but that's the quick way she's like nah you ain't got no business being over there and I bet not catch you over there how many of y'all right, look to your neighbor if your neighbor's there and say my mama used to say that to me too <laughs> Raise your hand, yeah, retweet man. if you, <laughs> if your mama said, retweet, I bet not stupid. catch you at blank space. And nah, <laughs> if I talk. do, it's over for you. That's um, your, that's your, you know what I mean? Like, that's your donkey. Um, but yeah. still, I mean, it's real. Like, and it's yeah, definitely well, real. And I like that, um, you know, he paints the picture of, you know, my mom warned me, don't go down this road, but she couldn't constrain me. She couldn't uh, right. contain me from going there. She couldn't restrain me. And, um, so you see throughout that story, you know, he's walking and he gets pulled to the side by a dude that's, you know, I, giving him the opportunity to work, to ha- have some work. And it ain't good kind of work, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And yeah, I man. really, like, after I listened to this record a couple times, I started to think about the actual questions in the record and how they're juxtaposed to him. And I began to think, man... You know, this could be an outside person, you know, questioning you or trying to break you down. Uh-huh. Um, 
trying to get into your head and get you to do what they want, trying to manipulate you. But it could also be you. Right, right. These could be That's the questions I mean. that you ask yourself when you see an easy road or a quick road to make some money. And in your yeah, heart man. of hearts, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. But That's what I got from it. You know, yeah. the um, self-inventory perspective. Like, yo... Like, we deal with that all the time, even now, all of us. I don't care how far you are in your walk with Christ or how far you are in life in general. We all deal with that. Should I do this? We all doubt. We all have second, we're second guess. We all have temptation. It's just reality. As long as you're on this earth, you're going to face that, right? And this song definitely talks about that. Like, he's saying one moment, I want to go ahead. He's like, nah, you don't got to do that, man. He was like, yo, did my homies get killed right there? Nah, but that was some other dudes. Like, his self is talking to himself. Like, it's like third person. Like, his spirit is mine. And, it's hard. And, like, and one of the joints, like, the... Uh... The, the the propositioner is like, yeah, yeah, you know, remember your uncle? He used to ride the lack and he's like, Well, he died. He was like, Yeah, but you could he could live through you. Like, how many times do we tell ourselves that? Like that won't yeah. be me. I'ma get out yeah. before I get shot, killed, whatever. I'ma get yeah. out before I get locked up. Yeah, how many times do you wind up in the same situation? And this is <laughs> yeah. And this is with anything. I'ma get out of whatever it, the situation is before I get caught too deep. But yeah, you never I'm gonna do really this real quick. When it's too deep. <laughs> you never know until you get too deep, and then you question yourself like that. I thought I was gonna get out. Like no, and it's also smart to stay away. But it's not always that easy, as he pictured throughout this album. You know, and thank God he made it out, which brings us to the next record. Made it out, like yeah. I made it out. He he actually made it out, and he talks about he reflects on his childhood, and his song is basically a declaration of God's goodness and how we brought him through. You know, from a damning lifestyle and a lifestyle of which is friends right. and family members a lot of them didn't make it from and they are currently in right some people yeah. are still currently in the situation which he talks about and and this Definitely. is actually a dope record um i love the beat uh it'll right. kill live this is like a live record i can see this like going yeah. live yeah yeah him performing this with the crowd yeah. screaming i made it out yeah yeah this yeah. is that's going dope right. record. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and then the second example of this storytelling ability which i think is the greater <laughs> example and i wanted to save this you know, for last, because I do think if you, if you not, if you, if you get, if you have six minutes, go listen yeah, to Ghost from front to back. Listen to it. Just sit there and listen. Just let it give it your full attention as well. When you listen, please listen to Ghost, please. The best song of the album. Very, there are so very many dope. issues touched Man. on and tackled in this song from accountability Man, this, this record isn't really dude. caring and investing yourself into the lives of the people around you. Yeah, to seeing it, past, you know, the I'm okay's of life. It, it's crazy. Um, this record is the best record up here, not yeah. just because, you know, I, I think it's a turn up record because it's not a turn up record at all. Um, it's very introspective. Like, it's very, it challenges you, right? And Definitely. I'm not going to give it fully away. Because I want y'all to actually listen to it. But it's basically about a friend and a friend that he thought was cool, which actually turned out not to be cool and something happened. Um, it's very dope. Listen, if you're not going to listen to the album itself, listen to this song. Give us Just listen to this song at least called Ghost from the album. The best song on the album. It challenges you, right? And I had actually somebody listen to this who doesn't listen to CHH. They heard it and they was like, wow. Like, dude, wow, that's real. Like, that touched me. And... Like you said, I think it's a bigger issue he paints here. Like, we have family members and friends and people who are always close to us. And we tend to just check up with, you could, 
cool. All right, that's it. And sometimes we don't even do that. We don't care to check on the next man for their spiritual health, their mental health, you know, the physical health. We just say, all right, you good, cool, that's it. Sometimes we need to pick up that phone. Sometimes we need to go meet that person and talk to that person rather than just pushing it off because you never know what someone is going through. Even the person closest to you, right? We all have brothers and sisters we don't talk to as much. And he had a close friend. And he had one line he said in here. Um, he said, well, they were older than me, and they was in church. I didn't know what I could have said. What, what been, could I say that can help them? They've older than me. They've been Christians longer than me. What can yeah. I say to them? And I th yeah, and we face that dilemma also sometimes. We think, well, I mean, they're in church. What can I say to them? You never know what can you. You never know what will come out of your mouth that would inspire the next person. Something as simple as, yo, I'm here if you need me. Just open up. Be you. Like, simple, right? And True. It, this, this record is, dude, it causes you. It's very transparent. It calls you looking in the mirror, man, and this is an amazing record. You this can record mess is around really... and have some some tears just start falling out your eyes with this record. No, and seriously, like yeah, yeah, like man, like listen. I don't want to give it away, so we're not going to talk about what he talks about. But listen to Ghost. This record is amazing, man. Shout out to Tony Seven. This is a dope record. Um, Definitely, man. And and I think it's overall fits the theme of the album. You know, it's an underlying theme. Like I said. It's a plethora of things. Like I said, transparency, self-evitory, um, identity issues. It's all throughout this album. You know, he shapes in a perfect picture. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of dope albums. Camden was dope with Tragic Hero. And um, was the Roger in that one? Or no? Want me to say that one more, Tom? Well, uh, Camden, the record. Was the Roger in that one also? I know it was Tragic Hero. Uh, I think I think the Roger was on that record. Yeah, it's a couple of records. That was actually dope. Um, what do you think about the hooks in this album, man? Um, there's a couple hooks, um, a couple of the sing the sung hooks, and I'm not talk. I'm definitely not talking about praying for you. I don't think that one is what I'm talking about. But uh, the vocalist really used some Chris Brown type inflections, and it's dope. Mm -hmm. They pulled it off. It works. But it's just like man, I can hear, I can hear, uh, I can hear Chris doing that. Yeah, this. Yeah, the hooks are cool in this album. They're cool. Um, Praying for you is definitely the best hook, as you stated. That that hook is dope. Yeah. Um, a couple of hooks. Derek Miner is uh, rapping on. He does the screaming thing. You know him. Um, <laughs> he's on a couple of hooks. He actually he's actually on a record in the beginning that's really dope. Um, but the hooks are cool. You know, um, I think praying for you is the best one. But I, I was so much more focused on like his verses and the themes, mm -hmm. you know, and everything the the messages. So I wasn't too like focused on it. But the hooks are cool. Like honestly speaking, um, what do you think about the production overall? This is who I looked up to. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Meaning, Catchy hooks. That was the hook yeah. for role models. Yeah. But I'm saying production-wise. Like, what are you... Oh, you know, it's cool. Um, It's pretty... It's, it's solid. It's nothing crazy to be, like, ripping your hair out about. Like, man, I can't believe this beat. This joint's amazing. The best beat I ever heard. Nah, it's none of that. But they right. all work. They all get to the point. They don't get in the way of the stories he's telling, especially with a track like Ghosts. Ghosts yeah, is very simplistic, very low-key um, production on that. Um, and just very, they serve their purpose, and they don't get in the way of the, the message. So, Yeah, um, I feel a similar way. Um, I think my favorite beat might be Without You. Um, it's a joint with Cannons up there. And actually... That's the first time I heard Candace since the um, accident he had. Um, yeah. I know he had something out after that, but it's the first time I actually heard him rap, and it was like not a bit of rust at all. Um, this is a dope record. Chad Jones is up here spitting. 
Um, definitely. I think Without You is definitely the best uh, beat up here. I love the sample up there. And um, like you said, the production doesn't blow me away, but it's not corny at all. Um, it plays the perfect backdrop. You know, he's like a storyteller. Yeah transparent type rapper so he doesn't need anything over complicated or sample heavy you know he's not trying saying? to hide so, behind beats so yeah. right right exactly he doesn't need to like like the stories are grabbing man so definitely check this album out um so collectively this is a dope album um it's a bit shown but listen this is our initial thoughts a reaction and i'm telling y'all check this out man like we, whenever you only i think the only critique that i would have for this album is i wish it was a little longer like maybe two or three more tracks but you know, most albums are stopping at eleven or twelve tracks now. So, yeah, now I guess. But I, I guess this is this I, thirteen is. I mean, you know, a long album now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like it. You know, I was I, had, I didn't have a problem with the track uh, track list, whatever. I mean, track number. Uh, I think thirteen was cool. Um, like I said, every uh, there weren't many skip skippable tracks up here. Maybe one or two, but overall, it's a good album. Um, it could have been longer. I, I could see that. But I had no problem with the length. Um, it's really dope. So, man, y'all check this album out, man, from RMG, Tony Tillman. Um, he's he's now he's unofficially the third tone because this album's so dope. So check this album yeah. out. You know, if you recommend it, then Definitely. He wrapped the please. name well. We approve. Yeah, that was a dope album, man. Camden, man. So I, I definitely going to keep this in rotation. Definitely, right. man. Now we're going to get into this other album. Um, if you, even if you lived under a rock, you probably have an iPhone, and you probably have updated and gotten Apple Music, and Dr. Probably Dre's good. album has been heavily promoted, and it's called Compton, yeah. an original soundtrack by Dr. Dre. Um, yeah, yeah. That's Ice Cube, dude. <laughs> I know. No, it's it's N.W.A. I know. I'm just, it's I'm the just theme. messing with you. Um, Come on, bro. So, like, I know that. A little bit of backstory to this <laughs> album. Me, I, if, if you follow hip-hop, you probably heard the word detox and yeah, yeah you probably heard it for the last 15 years the but myth, dr dre uh decided to scrap that project and in the midst uh-huh. of uh creating this nwa film straight out of compton uh he was inspired to work on music and this is what came out of it um so um no yeah man give me give me your thoughts initially give me your thoughts and reaction to this all right my album. initial thoughts um Sonically, this album is mm. its not what I expected, but it's on the quality that I expected. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect certain sounds from Dr. Dre, but I did expect great sound quality from Dr. Dre. And, and, and that's what we got. Sonically that is, is dope. He delivered on that A100. Forget right. A1. He's on A100 when it comes to this sound thing. Yeah, um, it sonically is very dope. But go ahead. These beats, man... Um, Genocide for the love of money. Gen- Those are my two favorite beats from the project. Deep Waters is cool too. Yeah. Animals. Yeah, Deep Waters is cool. Animals is cool. Yeah. Like, there's sonically, there are no skippable tracks. Nah, there isn't. No. If um, there's, if like, I've seen there that there was an instrumental release for Chronic 2001, his last album. If they do an mm-hmm. instrumental release, I would I would ride out to the instrumental release of this. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna get Definitely. my ghost rapping on. So yeah, man, it's <laughs> you gonna get your Quentin Miller on? My Quentin Miller, man. Shout out to Quentin Miller, OVO. But yeah. <laughs> but um, it's sonically yeah. Yeah, so sonically this album is amazing. Lyrically, in terms of bar structure, um Kendrick Lamar dun, dun, dun. floats all over this album. 
Yeah. Kendrick, this is Kendrick's album, featuring everybody else, featuring Dre and everybody else. Kendrick has the best features, the best verses. Listen, yeah. uh, we don't get into like the Drake subliminal disc, whatever, but Kendrick, he floats. Like, he literally, God, he love King Kendrick. On these yeah, he's, God, this is his album, featuring Dre and everybody else. But go ahead. Word. And then even the contributions from older MCs, or that, that I made these dudes sound old. But, you know, dudes from Dre's past, like Ice Cube, yeah. Exhibit, Spit. Snoop, they all sound Spit. rejuvenated to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, even Dre, obviously, we know he, we know how he usually works. Whoever the artists mm-hmm. are that are on the records, they probably have written his verse. Right. He sounds... It doesn't sound like Dre, but he doesn't sound rusty. If, if that yeah, makes I mean, sense, it doesn't sound yeah. like the Dre that we're accustomed to from Chronic and Chronic 2001. But right, which were if this years was ago, so. if this wasn't Dr. Dre, I wouldn't be like, yo, he not rapping. Like mm-hmm. Dre's rapping, it's just he sounds like whoever writes for him. Yeah, in some instances he sounds like King Mez, and in some instances he sounds like Kendrick to a certain degree. Yeah, and we all know Dre has a Ghost Rider, and that's okay when it comes to Dre and Diddy. Everybody else is not okay. But Dre yeah, and Puff, um, the only ones could get away with it. Only ones. Everybody else, nah, Drizzy. Come on. So, uh, but yeah, man, like Dre is spitting. Obviously, he's spitting. Like what Ghost Rider, he's just spitting, right? Um, I ain't gonna say I'm, I'm listening to his verses. Like, yo, he went through this. He went through that. Because keep in mind, it is a soundtrack. And also, I don't expect Dre to be kind of transparent and come from a, a certain place because he has Ghost Riders. Since I've been like freaking twelve, so I, I mean I it's get, dope. I get you on that, but I do feel that if you're going to say working on a movie about you know the beginnings of my careers, right, that there has to be some introspection that's happening in you, and there's got to be a way for that to come out artistically from him. So you don't think and he actually did that? No, I don't. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of this is I have to rap and fit the Dr. Dre image. Yeah, every time when I go, niggas gonna get it when it come. Like he, I'm still he really cashing Eminem checks. Like, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> this is about Compton, dude. What what's that to do with it? <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, M checks, and I'm thinking, especially the way the album opens up with the intro, like. It's kind of like that a historical look at the city of Compton, how, um, you know, black people moved in and white people moved out and yeah. Compton's been forever changed. So, you know, when it kind of serves as a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a peek as to where Compton was and the kind of Compton that he grew up in. And then, yeah, it's... you know, so I'm, I'm thinking that you're going to walk us through not your whole life, but maybe making stop points at different points in your life. Right. Maybe there yeah, was it's... something that happened. Now, there is there is a line on this record. He said, people saying, I'm a beast now, but I've been a beast since 17. Okay, so what started this beast in you at 17? Yeah, talk about it. At what? Production? Because, listen, he had a ghostwriter since you will remember. <laughs> so, beast at what? Gang life? I'm trying to figure out. Ben, I'd be talking about lyrically. Like, what but beast? I mean, it's just <laughs> and, and part mean, of not, this could yeah. be me part of this could be me 
being wishful thinking, having a lot of wishful thinking about this album, knowing that he's going to be working with Kendrick and Kendrick's a very personal artist. And we've seen it on tracks like Sing About Me, Real, You, even Uh, um, Mortal Man, Mortal Man, even the joint from uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, I don't usually do this, but I was with the homies. Like all of these records are very personal. Both albums on Interscope are very personal albums. They are. And I'm thinking, man, he's right. He's with this amazing writer that writes very personally. I'm hoping Kendrick can pull that out of him. And I'm looking at a man that, you know, has three decades in his game. There's got to be some regrets. You can't tell me you did everything in this game right. Right, but, I mean, me personally, I didn't expect Dre to come from that certain place. And you would want it. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense what you're saying. I'm so used to Dre just being Dre, getting his ghostwriter, getting his money. And now that he's close to a building and with beats and the deals, trust me, I doubt he's probably saying, all right, ghostwriters leave. Let me have my own time to reflect. I doubt he's doing that. (laughs) I feel what you're saying. Leave my office while I reflect. Like, while I reflect and get to this pen, no, Dre, stop it. And like, I, but it's also another thing. Like I said, it's a soundtrack, so it's going to play with the movie. But the movie is about him, so it would make sense for you to be, you know, uh, introspective. But yeah, um, I want to talk about Anderson Peck, Pock, however you pronounce it. He's dope. He, I never heard of dude. Um, he stood out throughout this entire album. Like second to Kendrick, like he's my favorite feature in this album, man. Like he's really dope in this. He has a really unorthodox style. Um, He's the most featured artist on this, isn't he? Him and Meg are the most features. Like, have the most features. He is. Yeah, he is. He had his own record. Him and Meg and probably Justice. Probably got, like, the same amount of features, if I remember correctly. And Marsha is probably, like, not too long after. Marsha got, Um, like, two or three. But them dudes is on, like, five or six records. Yeah, Anderson Pack is really dope. I love, uh, like, he's dope. Like, I never heard of dude. And now I'm like, yo, who is this dude? Like, he stood out. He had a chance. He, he had a shot, and he took it. Like, dude was dope. Um, what do you think about M's verse? M's doing what M does. We got the uh, post. I would love Screamo M. Huh? I said we got Screamo M, right? When the time would it come, would it come, but it's been another Yeah, we got screaming, fast rapping M. Yeah, which is hit or miss. Now, so. now, he can rap. Obviously, one of the most technically Obviously. gifted rappers we've ever seen. Yeah, but I'm just thinking. I'm like, man, I haven't heard M rap like Renegade in a minute. Man, listen, I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I like his uh, no love like, verse. I would. Yeah, but he's rapping fast. Everything yeah, is rap saying. fast. It and that's what I like. Have super insane, over the top, exaggerated bars. And that's yeah, he, you know that has its place and it's fun sometimes. Like when you put out a six minute joint. With nothing but bars, that's cool. Rap guy, but yeah. when you when you working on an album, like to hear you rap fast for fifteen tracks, they just start to sound the same. Where's yeah. the where's the the switch up? Where's the where's the lose yourselves? Where's the versatility, the, the M we knew. Where's the the know? way I am's? You know what I mean? Yeah. What beautiful was cool. I think that was a relapse. That was kind of similar in that vein. Beautiful was actually one of my favorite songs by him. Um, it was kind of True. in that vein. True, I forgot about that one. You're right. Beautiful was dope. Beautiful was dope. But even Superman, where's that? Like, that that flow, that M is just flawless with it. But, yeah, he, I mean, he was typical M. I think it was funny he was saying something like, I'll cut everybody. 
Even him, he's talking about Dre. I killed everybody. Even him, like it, that was dope. But that was funny. But M's always been with it, so it was cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, I could do without his verse ever again on his album. Like I don't have to go to his verse. I can skip his verse in his album. But um, what what what's your favorite track or top two tracks? Genocide and for the love of money. Yeah, Easy. I'm gonna go with Deep Water, Deep Water, and for the love of money, Deep Water because of that. Now that goes to the point I wanted to make. Kendrick verse was very dope. Um, he went at Drake. Well, quote unquote, everybody's saying it because um, he talks about um, they nominate him for six before they carry him, something like that, and how he has beef on his breath. And Drake had talked about cheeseburgers on 6 p.m. in New York. Remember that record? Um, yeah. I think he's going at Drake, and Drake and Kendrick always been going back at each other for a minute now. They've been shooting shots at each other for a minute now. Kendrick obviously said his name. Somebody but that was to a just light dunk. Joke. Forget shooting a three, just dunk. Yeah, be and, real disrespectful. But, Sean Kemp type dunk on once. On, on but Drake don't one. want that problem. Drake, hey. yeah, Drake, he don't want that problem. It'll be interesting. It's actually the only beef I would probably want to see nowadays. But Drake don't want that problem. Drake is spit. Drake is that dude. But come on, it's King Kendrick we're talking about, right? I didn't My say opinion. he want that problem. I just want to see somebody get you want to see real it? disrespectful. Just yeah, dunk, flaws, hang on the rim, point, laugh. Yeah, because that, that was a layup with me. Like Jordan did Matumbo, like. Yeah, he laid Forget up with these me. Three that pointers. was just like three pointers is cool. I love Steph Curry, but we all love the dunk. We all love when the dude when Shaq uh, dunks on Chris Dudley, shoves him, and runs back down the court. Like we love that, right? So yeah, but Let yeah, it was definitely some. Okay, go ahead. Was there anything on this album that you were puzzled as to why it was included? Yeah, all Dre's verses. All no, Dre's verses. <laughs> on every single Dre verse. No, but um no. Um that's a couple tracks I'm like, what? But I get it. Some are fillers. Um some of the tracks the track that Jill Scott is on, that's for the love of money, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's dope. It's not that one. I think it's one before that. Um but yeah, some tracks I'm like, what? What what are, what are you talking about? What, what are I'll you doing? say this. There's a very um two thousand, two thousand one Eminem moment on this album and I don't understand why it's there. Is it a skit? Yeah, it's the skit at a, at the end of the uh oh, of the oh, record with yeah. uh exhibit. Yeah. Like yeah. why are you who who are you killing? Why are you killing them? And why are you why? Just why? What does that have to yeah, do with anything? Yeah, Dre, like really? Really nigga? Like that's the face. Like it's like <laughs> what are you talking about? Like it's yeah, but like I said, it's a soundtrack to the album, but I doubt that skit we played with the movie. So, I'm just a soundtrack to the movie. I, I don't know. Maybe he wanted to relive his Compton days, and maybe he threw somebody in the truck when he was younger. The trunk. I don't know. Maybe that's what he was talking about. I was a beast at 16. Throwing people inside the trunk. I don't know. Like, that was very puzzling. Um, but listen, this album's going to go platinum. People are going to buy the album. Dre's going to... Yeah. It's Dre. Dre. It's a Dre album. Sonically, it's dope. Production-wise, um... Lyrically, everybody showed up. Uh, Dre was just Dre. I think Kendrick showed up the most. Um, Definitely. But yeah, it wasn't bad, man. I, I haven't played it much since it dropped. Only a couple of tracks. Like, I haven't played it thoroughly since it dropped, but only a, a couple of tracks. But yeah, I'll, man. It's, I'll um, say this. Other than the tracks, like the actual music on this album, I don't really have a desire to hear yeah, much of this again. Kendrick's verses, I, I mean, I might skim through to hear those verses, but I don't really want to hear much. 
there was nothing that yeah. grabbed me to say, hey, you need to think on this a little more or listen to this a little more other than a couple of Kendrick's verses. Yeah, um, it's like I I would just probably edit Kendrick's verse on each song and like keep his verse up there. <laughs> Oh, remember, you mean like remember how that, we do blank and blank? Yeah. <laughs> remember that Southern Lights remix? The Southern Lights remix. Listen. Ah. With Jay Gibbons and John Gibbs, and it was like Alex Faith, it was Dre. They all respectfully, all right, they did a thing. But listen, personally, I edited, well, you edit them actually. Let's get, take the cat out the bag. I, I took tone, <laughs> tone. Just keep Jay Gibbons and John Gibbs up there and just give me that. Chop everybody else, give me that in the beat. And that's what you did. That's what I want to do with this album. Like, give me the records that Kendrick is featured on. Even though the record with King Mez is kind of dope. I can't lie. King Mez is spit. But I'd rather have, give me all Marsha's hooks, Kendrick's verses, and all instrumentals. And keep the skits. And keep M also. And I'm straight with this. Like, I'm content. <laughs> or so, so, yeah, man. What The bigger reason why we did both of these albums after listening to them was because they both, in certain ways, depict or represent two inner cities and we see two perspectives from them. Um, right, two different, yeah. With Tony Tillman's album, we see, you know, a lot of introspection, a lot of looking back at what was, how it affected, why it affected, why it was okay at the time, how he could have changed things and done things better. And with Dre's album, we see a lot of, yeah, I did this musically. I did this musically. Yeah, and yeah. There's just some random bars about how I'm still yeah. mad. It's not yeah, a, um, it's not a lot of reflection and maybe I'm off for looking for that from Dr. Dre. But no, like I said, it's just very didn't really do it for me. Where I'm at now, I, I just want to hear if I if I'm going to hear about your your life, your upbringing, I want to hear about it for real. Yeah. I don't want you to just you want... touch on it. I want you to walk me through your experience. And Dr. Yeah, you J want it from a transparent really place. Yeah, yeah, transparent place. And, um, yeah, the albums definitely correlate. They definitely correlate a lot. But um, I think in Tony's album, uh, Camden, it's more so of him challenging himself and exposing himself and ultimately showing how Christ brought him through and how he gives him the praise for that. Whereas, and obviously they're two different albums and two different people. You know, well, actually, I don't know who... Dre's Ghostwriter versus Tony Tillman. Um, and with the Dre album, it's basically him saying, like you said, I got this, I got that, now what? You know what I mean? So they correlate, but they're diff- they differ in different ways. And I rock with both. Um, I'd rather listen to Camden right now because I relate to it more. But Compton has some joints, man. But I wouldn't like collectively listen to the whole album through and through. So, so yeah, um, that's our Side brief. Side note, I want to hear uh, Jay Givens on... Uh on Genocide, and I want to hear John Gibbs on For the Love of Money. Ah, yeah. Man, that would be crazy. Matter of fact, let's edit the beat. Like, let's chop it, edit it, and, se- <laughs> and just you send them the them? emails anonymously. Like, yo, this is from Two Tones. Well, that's not anonymously, but you know what I mean? Just send it to them. Like, yo, rap on this, please. I will pay you, bro. And just drop, and John Gibbs, just drop your letter to CHH on a beat. Like, just do it, bro. You know what I mean? Because everybody dropped a letter. He dropped the letter. Drop your letter, bro. Verbally. Just spit it. You know what I mean? So, But I would love to hear them also on that, man. It's, it's really dope. Um, but before we wrap up, uh, I want to get a shout-out to uh, Pardon the Movement. Um, shout-out to them picking us up, sponsoring us. Um, shout-out to Fred, Fred Council and good folks over there. Um, Two Tones, are de- we definitely appreciate it with the uh, pickup. 
Um, and shout out to our sister Amade. Um, she was on our recent episode about Char- about the Charleston shooting. Um, she was one of our co-hosts. Um, so shout out to her. Um, keep her in your prayers. Um, we got love for you, sis. And um, yeah, man, she's an unofficial host. She always got a spot here. So we wrapping up and we'll be out. Two tones. Squad.